You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. You're listening to the E2C Network. Podcast by Auburn fans for Auburn fans. Brought to you by the Auburn Uniform Database. Visit them at auburnuniforms.com. War Eagle, everyone. Welcome to another installment of Boom Tracker. I'm your host, Justin Hostler, and on today's show, I'm joined with the other host of this show, my friend, my brother, the Lone Star Tiger, the one and only Dallas Ham. Dallas, what's up, brother? Hey, J-Ho, what's up, my dude? You staying uh, corona-free? So far, so good. No corona here. Um, a couple limes, but no corona. Oh, oh, that corona. I'm sorry, I thought you were talking about the beer. No, no corona here so far. Um, a couple cases in my county, but as for the people who I'm coming into contact with, so far, so good. How about you? Is you and Riley doing okay? Yeah, we, we had a little bit of a scare as some of the network people know you know riley had to be quarantined for about a week uh because she got sick and they wouldn't let her go back to her internship if she didn't get tested so she had to go get tested and it took about a week to get our results back so that was kind of you know a waiting game but it came back negative so we were in the clear with that one so other than that i think today was the first day that we actually had a confirmed case uh anywhere near us so Today is the ca- first day our county. Which county are you in? Well, I, in this case, it would be Crenshaw County. I actually live in Covington County, but I'm right on the line of both. So um, I work in Crenshaw County. So this is kind of the first, I guess, wake-up call for our area. Nice. Well, I wanted to ask because I know there's some of our listeners who have been trying to figure out exactly where you're from. So um, we'll take that with uh, Crenshaw County. <laughs> yeah, uh, Crenshaw County, uh, good old uh dozier brantley uh lou vernon area so all right cool well dallas guess what i'm up to right now what are you doing i am making thanksgiving dinner in march right now i'm making some turkey some mashed potatoes with some gravy some cranberry sauce some deviled eggs i've got uh green bean casserole going i've i've got it all going right now do you call it i have a question do you call it stuffing or dressing well, I call it dressing, um, and I think that you can actually call it both. Um, I think it depends on the way that you make it. Um, don't quote me on that, but I, I will I will allow it to pass as being stuffing, but I think it has to be made a certain way. Okay. You don't know, like, which certain way, though? Well, in my opinion, if we're talking about stuffing, I, I think it's a little bit more like on the clumpy side of things you know kind of like a what i would call like a stove top kind of ah, stuffing whereas a okay. dressing to me is more like a thick consistent you know solid dish you know what i mean okay. by yeah, yeah, the yeah. stove top it's kind of clumpy and got different you know got different texture to it okay okay yeah no that i mean 
So I think it also, I think it might be either the way that you make it or also like a regional thing. Like, you know, some areas they call it one thing and some areas they call it another. And I think in Arizona, I think just across the board, it's, it's stuffing. So I don't know, I could be wrong. And that's just where I'm from. And so that's kind of what I've always done. But um, I know that's completely random. It's very random that someone is having a Thanksgiving dinner. I've been I mean, I've been making this stuff since noon. Like, I've been going all out. Like, I'm not holding back on anything right now. Um, and well, I'm, I'm sure I'm about to uh, I'm about to get online and Google the next flight that is available. Okay, to come to uh, Wilmington, and uh, I will be there ASAP. Come on down. Me and Laura will have plenty for you. Violet's joining us also, but we we will have plenty. Um, and I know, like, I'm probably the only person in the country right now having Thanksgiving dinner, but I, I don't know. I just, it's the fourth Thursday in March, you know, like who knows this next coming up uh, November, it might be a little hectic. So who knows, just going to get Thanksgiving out of the way. I will double down and still have Thanksgiving in November, but um, it's, it's just always good. So question for you before we get started here, top three Thanksgiving sides, what do you got? Number one is uh 110%. Um, sweet potato casserole. Oh, okay. Uh, and it's gonna be it's gonna be with the brown sugar and pecans on top. Uh, um, yep. We we don't we don't want none of the. I'm I'm not dissing it because it's still good, but I'm I'm brown sugar and pecan over the marshmallow topping. Um, mm. Second, I'm probably gonna go with green bean casserole. Um, it's a really solid side dish for Thanksgiving. And third, it, it's a toss-up. It just gets so hard because it's, there's so many good side dishes for the Thanksgiving holiday. Um, but oh, you put me on the spot here with this one. Um, I'm a big fan of the mashed potatoes. Okay, okay. I honestly, I'm I'm pretty aligned with your uh, your top three right there. My my top three. Green bean casserole, definitely. And the way that my aunt, my aunt Veronica, if I'm sure she listens to this podcast all the time, Aunt Veronica, you make the best green bean casserole. Um, followed by mashed potatoes and gravy. I always love mashed potatoes and gravy, but on Thanksgiving, for some reason, I'm able to just just shove it down my throat. Like I can eat mashed potatoes and gravy on Thanksgiving all day, from the time I wake up to the time I fall asleep, and then the next day, and then the next day also. And my number one, though, is stuffing, dressing, whatever you want to call it. I love it. There's no version of it that I don't like. I can eat the stove top. I can eat. Um, we're making like three different breads right now, cornbread, white bread, wheat bread, um, some celery, some um, some apples in there, some onions, uh, some sage sausage. It's it's so good. And, and so um, stuffing is my number one, but. Can anyway, I throw out a dark horse. Throw it out there. Dark horse candidate for best side at Thanksgiving, and I don't even know if people actually consider this a side, but a lot of times at my Thanksgiving and Christmas, this is a side. But chicken and dumplings. Ooh, that is that's interesting. I don't think that I've ever had that on Thanksgiving, but I'm sure it's good on that day because it's good on every other day also. So that's that's yeah. a definitely a dark horse, and and I like it. Um. Anyway, I wanted to bring all this up. I just wanted to talk about that random situation we've gone on about Thanksgiving in March for five or six minutes right now. And I mean, 
it's because I want to keep the mood up. I don't want to drown everyone with bad news because all of us, wherever you're at, whether it's um, South Korea, Italy, Spain, France, Australia, wherever you're at, like we've all had plenty, plenty of bad news over the last couple of weeks. And it's been exactly two weeks since the sports world in here in the United States has just been brought to a halt. So, um, you know, I was, I just wanted to pick, pick everyone up a little bit and see if we could get some smiles on those faces before we dig into some recruiting news. But, um, and you know, on this episode today, we're going to kind of pick up where we last left off, but first let's just talk about it. Let's talk about COV, COV ID 19. I know Kyle on the round table, um, mixed that up and Jessica got after him a little bit, but coronavirus, you know, we have to talk about it a little bit here and how it affects recruiting. Um, recruiting visits cannot take place right now. The SEC and NCAA now have all have put on pretty much all in-person visits on hold right now while this pandemic is just running rampant. And, you know, that means that coaches won't be in the homes of recruits. And it means that the prospects, um, recruiting prospects will not be on campus what do you, I mean, what do you think? I I think this is probably unlike anything that we've ever seen in our lifetime. Um, you know, I like to think back to like what some of the older generations have gone through over the years. Um, you know, we weren't alive in the 1920s, early 1930s when the Great Depression was around. And I would venture to say that that was probably the worst thing that you know, a lot of the people had ever seen um, back then. And then, you know, I don't, I'm not sure how many people are still living from that era. You know, I don't know what the statistics are on that. But, you know, at work the other day, uh, my boss, uh, she mentioned, you know, she, she doesn't think she's ever seen anything quite like this in her lifetime. And, and I was thinking, well, you know, I know we certainly haven't. Um, this is just kind of unprecedented what's really been going on in just the whole entire world um, and the way that it's affected our everyday lives. So I think that, you know, for it to have canceled all these major sports and, and big events that everybody was looking forward to seeing this season, I mean, uh, the way that it's affected recruiting is just the same way it's affected everything else. I mean, which in in a sense too though on the opposite side of that it has affected recruiting negatively but thankfully with recruiting you know there is the good old telephone and uh there is the good old social media and you know there's a way for these coaches and for these teams to and universities to be able to contact and and still maintain a relationship with the athletes that they really would like to have come to their school and it's been and I'm sure it's been that way with Auburn University as well I, I would go on record probably today to tell you Bruce Pearl has certainly been on the phone with Jalen Green he's certainly been on the phone with Greg Brown and Cliff and you know some of the other guys um, probably been on the phone with with all those guys um, and I think that just being able to hear the voice being able to you know, understand that the coaches are still wanting to form a relationship with you and be there for you during this time. Because, I mean, these guys, they lost their senior year of basketball. You know, they've lost their, you know, well, I don't know. Did they lose their senior year or they already played? Uh, which, which um, I think that for the most part in basketball, 
I think state championships have already taken place. So I, it, there, okay. there may be some playoff games that got that they missed out on, but I think for the most part, they've concluded all of their senior seasons. Yeah, basketball, but, but, basketball is in the clear, but baseball was not. I know our high school seniors for baseball, oh. they're missing out on half, mo- over half their season. So well, that, yeah, that, that stinks. Yeah, that does. That, that's really unfortunate um, for the spring high school sports because, you know, there's so many high school athletes who probably don't have enough on film and, and have not accumulated the statistics that, that they would like to be able to present to a college coach or a recruiter. Um, in order to go to the next level and to be able to play. So like, yes, like on the, in the collegiate aspect of it, it's, you know, for the most part, the last time most of these players are ever going to play that sport at a competitive level, but on a high school level, like there's a lot of kids who probably, you know, see themselves being able to take that next step and then just, you know, right from underneath them, especially in spring sports, just right from underneath them, taking it, taking away from them. And so that's, that is very unfortunate. And even on the basketball side of things, like, yes, they did probably, I think for the most part, most states um, finished their um, their high school season. But the McDonald's All-American game, we've got one of our one of our um, commits, you know, Sharif Cooper, we lost a lot of sleep over the guy, but, you know, he was supposed to play in the McDonald's All-American game. Um, Jalen Green, another guy, he was supposed to play in the McDonald's All-American game. And I'm sure that the two of them are extremely disappointed that they're not able to, you know, put that jersey on. I think that they were, I think they get presented a jersey at some point towards the end of their high school season. But um, so they have like the jersey and whatnot, but they, they didn't get to put it on. They didn't get to play in front of everyone. They didn't get to do the high school dunk contest, stuff like that. So you know, it's just another aspect that you probably don't think about every day and it's not at the front of mind for everybody. But, you know, it's definitely something that these guys who we spend a lot of time researching and, and following up on, like, that's unfortunate for them. And that's a good point. Yeah, it's heartbreaking. Uh, I, You know, I, you're right. They Now that I'm thinking about it, you know, their season probably ended, you know, at least a month ago. But um, the McDonald's All-American game, that – probably more along the lines of what I'm thinking. Uh, they didn't get to play that, and obviously that was going to be a big deal for us because Sharif had already accepted his invite to play in that, and that was huge for Auburn, you know, to have that exposure of an athlete getting uh, – a high school athlete getting to play in that game and um, had already committed and signed to go to Auburn. And then with Jalen, too, you know, we're still on Jalen Green watch. And – uh you know, really crossing our fingers on that one that we'll get an answer really soon. Um, but uh, it's unfortunate. It's heartbreaking for, for them and really heartbreaking for uh, the the spring sports, baseball, softball, all these uh, young men and women who really devoted themselves to their craft and it just gets ripped right out from under them. But uh, we've got to remember, you know, we've got to do what's best and we've got to really stay on top of this thing and and the more that we take this serious and the more that we actually do what we need to do, the quicker this will be gone. Hey, Auburn family, we're going to take a quick breather from this episode to bring you an important message. One of the most well-known things about Auburn fans is how loyal they are, and we show that loyalty by the colors that we wear. Let us help you stock up on those colors by going over to our tpublic.com store. There you'll find a variety of merchandise geared towards designs based on E2C Network and Auburn content. 
While TeePublic is known for their t-shirts, they have a wide selection of merchandise options for you to select one of these designs to be put on. They also have other types of apparel, stickers, mugs, and much more. Here's the beauty of it. Your purchase will help support this network and the content that we regularly produce. The purchase will also go to support independent artists who put a lot of hard work into designing these concepts, especially for you, the Auburn family. And did I mention that they regularly have sales? T-shirts for $13? You have to be kidding me. If you're ready to explore your purchase options, head on over to tpublic.com slash store slash E2C network. You can also get there by going to our website at e2cnetwork.com slash support. Now that you've got some options to suit up for game day, let's head back into this episode. While we're on the topic, like I just, I feel compelled to, to bring this up. I coached track for nine years and there's so many athletes. I've had some really good athletes. I had a a kid who I worked with a little bit, Trey Armstrong. He was a um, he was an All American at the University of Oklahoma. Um, Anthony Phelps. I've coached some really good um, high school athletes who were able to go on to the next level and, co- and compete collegiately. And so many of them, like they wouldn't have had that opportunity without their senior year, without them being able to showcase their talents with you know with with that one last year of of being able to play. And, and so it's, you know, with, with these spring sports, especially in high school, like it's, it's really unfortunate. And I hope that things get um, kind of smoothed out before we get into the fall season and, and start with football and all that. Jay ho over here, slight flexing on us. I, co- I coached a guy that went to Oklahoma. Hey, he, <laughs> Trey Armstrong is, is probably the, the greatest athlete that I've ever been around. This kid did every single thing, right? Like he did not, stray off of his diet he was the best stretcher i've ever seen the way that he warmed up was the best i've ever seen he um i mean he he won nine state championships in arizona not to not to keep flexing but the kids uh the kid was just you know an absolute phenom and and so um yeah i i'll i'll say it i'll flex on him a little bit i got to I'm just picking at you, man. I'd be straight flexing too <laughs> no it's it's all good but seriously um you know some of these these spring athletes, like they would not be, they would not have those opportunities without their senior year. And so again, that's unfortunate, but um, you know, when it comes to how recruiting is affected for Auburn right now, for one on the negative side of it, I've, I've said this so many times on this show and any show that I've been on, but the more tumors lemonade that we're able to get a prospect to come in and drink the better for us. Like if we can get someone at Auburn, walking around tumors corner literally drinking tumors lemonade walking through the campus like it's that it it just goes so far and that obviously is not going to be happening in the near future and that's unfortunate um you know because there you know there's there's so many times where kids commit to a school i'm not going to bring up any any names especially not any recent georgia commits but anyway kids commit to schools and they sign with the school <laughs> and without without enough intel or research done on their end. And they end up despising the place that they choose. They end up, it just, it doesn't work out for them. It's not what they thought it was. Part of why it's not what they thought it was is because they didn't do that. You know, they didn't diligently go through the process and, and figure out what it is they love about that school. So, um, you know, it's, I think this is going to be an opportunity for kids, for prospects, and also for coaches 
to be able to dig a little bit deeper and, you know, be able to make sure you're making the right dis- right decision when it comes to, you know, where you play collegiately. Sure. Yeah, I agree. And uh, it, it just, I don't know, you, you want to be able to have that time um, around the best things about your program. And, I mean, it's like, it's like I read online a couple of days ago, um, you know, Jalen Green, who is the most highly sought after player in the country, the number one player, basketball player in the country. Um, you know, we, we talk about him so much because we've got a genuine shot to land him. And um, the biggest thing is, is like, he's, he said it, you know, he's came out and said it, you know, I, I've, I've visited, I've visited all the schools that I've, that I've gotten my top three. Like I've been there, I've visited, I've had the experience and, I, I personally, and I think you'd probably agree with me, he's very, very close on the verge to making his decision. And uh, like he said, you know, I've visited, I've took my officials, I've been there, I, I know what it, I know what each place is about, I know why they're special. Now it's just time to, time to actually sit down and think about where I want to go. And he knows what Auburn offers, he knows what, you know, uh, Oregon and and Memphis offer, and it's just time to, to really, I guess put the thought in the head and see see which one's going to be best for him. And, and, you know, some guys, though, some guys may have been a little further behind Jalen in terms of where they were with deciding where they wanted to go, and they still had visits, you know, to take. And, and so that that's probably the most disappointing thing. Well, yeah, like Jalen has been really mature about it. I think that there's probably – I hope not, but I, I could imagine that there might be some – um Auburn fans even Memphis and and Oregon fans who are wanting Jalen to come to their school who who have been like hey you said you were gonna commit in December on Christmas day then you push that back and then you push it back again now you're saying you know sometime around mid-April that's totally fine like that is that we talk about recruiting so much and we can't not talk about the transfer portal the reason why the transfer portal dominates recruiting headlines and off-season and even in-season headlines right now is because players don't they they don't make that choice with the clearest of mind like they don't spend the time to find out who they're playing for where they're going to be living for the next one two three four years and that's why you see so many kids in the transfer portal right now it's I mean we see it you know coming uh probably in August it's like okay a guy committed Two months ago, he did not get the starting job, and he is now looking for a new school. Well, you weren't there in the first place for the right reasons. So that, I mean, that 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 is what it is, and so it's unfortunate. But you know, it's twenty twenty. Can I uh, can I interject? Absolutely, I would love for you to interject. I have two things. Uh, first thing is public service announcement: don't tweet at Um Do not do it. Don't do it. Don't tweet at Cruz. Okay, that's good. We've established that. Second thing is I want to publicly bash the NCAA and publicly bash uh, President Mark Emmert because I think he has overstayed his welcome and needs to get the heck out of there. Um, He's awful, and uh, it's time for him to either leave or them to run him off. Um, You know, the way that they handle the transfer portal is almost sickening because you've got Justin Fields who was at Georgia and leaves to go to Ohio State and gets granted immediate eligibility. But then you got a guy like Luke Ford who played tight end at Georgia who transferred up to Illinois 
and could not even play um, because I don't know why uh, they didn't grant him immediate eligibility, and now he can't play anymore. He's lost his eligibility, period. And the reason he transferred was because not because of playing time, but because his grandfather was sick and he wanted to be closer to home so he could get – actually his grandfather could go watch him. Right. And he didn't get granted eligibility, but Justin Fields and Travion Williams do. Like, what a joke the NCAA has become. And I'll get – I mean, it's my soapbox. I hate it, dude. I absolutely hate it. No, you're – I mean, you're not wrong at all. Like, you hear – is it good for some athletes? Sure. Is it – absolutely ridiculous the way that a lot of them are handled absolutely like it, it's just it's out of hand to the point where it might be unfair to the athlete but it makes the, the athlete seem like they're a whiny baby whatever you want to say like oh you didn't get your starting position now, now you're just going to pack up well that's fine that's all but when you hear about someone wanting to go to a school closer to their family mom is sick grandpa's sick something you know those those family situations and they just want for grandma mom dad little brother whoever it is to be able to watch them play and to be able to go to their games and not have to spend thousands of dollars traveling across the country to watch them play that's where it's and you just hear too much of that it that shouldn't happen at all if that's the case then that that should be you know granted some immediate eligibility but you just hear about too many negative things, I think, when it comes to the transfer portal, and it's just become college free agency at this point. Yeah, I mean, Tate Martell at Miami was the biggest guy I've ever seen in my life. I mean, you're going to transfer because I'm I'm so upset that I'm not getting playing time. I'm I'm a wuss. I can't ride the bench at all. Um, and Justin Fields was the same way, but yet these clowns get you know, granted eligibility right off the get-go because of, I don't know, were they just that good? I mean, Martell really ain't all that good, not at the collegiate level. He was a great high school quarterback. But, I mean, it, it just bothers me so bad that leaders in high positions in our country cannot make a average decision and make a smart decision on something such as this. It does not take half a brain to say, okay, I'm granting the one who who has a dying grandfather who he wants to see him play. I'm going to grant him eligibility, and I'm not going to grant eligibility to the one who's just a whiny baby because he's not getting playing time. But reverse yeah. that, and that's what we've got, and it's absolutely ridiculous. Yep, and uh, Tate Martell, good example. Like he he didn't get the starting position when at Ohio State transfers to Miami, doesn't get that starting position either changes positions very little playing time it's just it's just a mess the way that it that it's turning and out threatened to, be to right leave, now. threatened to leave miami right right um all right well dallas no that i think that was a, was a good little little soapbox that we both went on there and i think it was uh very appropriate but let's let's move on here um you know again let's go back to recruiting just a little bit and how this this affects auburn but um it's a ton of adversity right now that a lot of people are going through a lot of adversity that people who are you know going through this have never had to go through you know at any point in their life and so there's just so much going on in, in so many people's lives right now but um in the recruiting world like you talked about a little bit this i mean it could be worse we we've got facetime we've got microsoft teams we've got zoom there's google duo i think that's what it's called right yeah google google duo um 
Zoom, I feel like just has like taken off over the last couple of weeks. I feel like everyone's on Zoom now. Um, but anyway, yeah, that's right. there's different ways now to talk to people and look at them in the eye as you talk to them. I think it gives, you know, the recruiting staff, the recruiters an opportunity to, you know, like I said, the players need to get to know where they're going and who they're playing for. But I think this gives an opportunity for the recruiting staff to, um, you know, really get to know the players and make the most of the time that they do have when they're talking to them, you know, they're still going to, they'll get to see, they'll be, you know, athlete a, whatever we want to call them, athlete two, one, three, 25, whatever we want to call them. He's going to be talking to T will on the phone, on FaceTime, mom and dad are in the room. He gets to see mom and dad. T will gets to see mom and dad, coach Gardner, coach Steele, whoever it is, coach Malzahn, like they're going to get to still see mom and dad and talk to mom and dad. They might not be able to have that in their living room presence that, obviously can go a long way sometimes, but, um, you know, they're still going to get to see them. And and I think also it's, you know, for the coaches, they're going to give a hundred percent of the attention to that athlete. They're not going to be texting while they're FaceTiming. They're not going to be, you know, doing 10 million other things while they're talking and, and, you know, having these face-to-face FaceTime conversations with these athletes. So I, I think that could be a good thing. Yeah, I, I agree. Um, it it kind of, to be honest, Justin, it puts everything into perspective. It puts everything into perspective for the fan. It puts everything into perspective for the athlete, and it puts everything into perspective for the coach. Um, it, it it really makes you, to be quite honest, it makes you appreciate the aspects of recruiting. It makes you appreciate just the human touch and the human aspect of everything that we do in in college athletics. And it just, it makes you understand all that goes behind it and what's put into it. Because now when things are much simplified, it kind of, I don't know if you take a step, step back and, or a step outside and, and just breathe the air. I mean, it's quite refreshing to be honest. And, uh, things are kind of simplified, like you've said, and, and it just changes the game a little bit. Um, and I don't think it's a bad change. I think it's something that is adaptable. And uh, I think it's a way for, you know, moving forward, even when this is all said and done, it offers up a different perspective and a different way to do it in the years to come, um, as long as it doesn't interfere with NCAA bylaws and guidelines. I think it's it's a way when you're not around each other to to still keep up with each other. Yep, I agree. So that's it for the big three who we've been talking about a lot over the last month and a half, two months, three months even. Um, so Sharif Cooper, um, Chris Moore, the forward from West Memphis in Arkansas, and Justin Powell are looking to add a couple a couple new teammates. Once again, Auburn right now is ranked just inside the top 20, number 18 in the country. Number five in the SEC, once again, the SEC 2021 cycle is absolutely stacked. There's some serious talent coming in, um, and, and we're going to need one or, one or two. Or It'd be awesome if we got all three of these guys. They'd really give us a, a boost, a shot in the arm going into next year. But like you said, Dallas, I think with Sharif and the addition of, hopefully, Jalen Green, like we're going to have quite the backcourt, and we're going to be – we're going to be a force to be reckoned with and, and uh, you know, probably the best guard tandem that in the, in the country, if we're able to get Jalen green. So that's going to be big stuff for us. Um, 
that's going to be it for our our show today. Dallas, did you have any more talking points? I just want to say that uh, I am just so jealous that I cannot eat any of your Thanksgiving dinner, and I uh-huh. sure do. I can smell it through uh, through the mic, and uh, it just it's going to be delicious. And I wish I could have some, but uh, other than that, um, Auburn family, please stay safe, uh, stay in as much as you can, um, listen to the professionals that know what they're talking about. Um, we can knock this thing out easy if we just listen and pay attention and uh try to do our part um and uh i just want everybody to stay safe be healthy and uh love each other and be kind absolutely good good way to put that dallas i think um you know very well said we need to we need to do what the professionals are telling us to do um and yes i get to go enjoy some thanksgiving dinner this show this this has been quite a show i've had (laughs) myself i've been struggling technically um if you guys hearing a little buzzing noise that's my fault i'm I'm trying to get my both of my microphones fixed i don't know what's going on but you guys are awesome thanks for joining in until next time on boom tracker forever and always war eagle love you guys war eagle Before you get out of here, we want to remind you of a couple of things. Head over to E2Cnetwork.com, our website where you can find everything that you'll ever need from us, podcasts, blogs, and even ways to help support the show. If you want to find individual episodes, you can download all of these on iTunes, SoundCloud, and Google Play. So until we see you again, I want to remind you of one thing, that here at the network, we believe in Auburn and love it. The only question remains, do you?